Welcome back to the Forster's Northern Law podcast, where we look to go beyond the practice of law. I'm Miri Stickland, Head of Knowledge, and in today's episode, we return to the familiar grounds of graduate recruitment. So in previous Northern Law episodes, we focused on myth-busting the graduate recruitment process with insights on topics ranging from how to demonstrate commercial awareness to whether or not you should eat the biscuits proffered at interviews. You'll need to scour our back catalogue to get the answer to that burning question. In our last Graduate Recruitment Focus podcast, we spoke to members of our construction team. Today, we're talking to their close friends and collaborators from Commercial Real Estate, partner Anthony Goodmaker, associate Anna Penn, and trainee Cameron Turnbull. Tell us what your tagline for Commercial Real Estate is and why. Commercial Real Estate, not just easements and covenants, because we all know that land law at law school is really dull and complicated, which is not an ideal combination. But actually, in practice, being a property lawyer is much more than that. And it's really important we get that message out to future lawyers when looking at what sort of practice area they might consider for a career. They don't discount things just because at uni and at law school, that they're awful. Because I think we all felt like that. But yet we now really enjoy our jobs. I actually really liked land law. But that's interesting. Why did you, what did you like about it? Because it was challenging. Um, I actually found it was a good challenge and it actually made sense logically in my mind. Um, I think people have different areas of law that work for them when they're studying and that. I had a really good lecturer as well. Um, and then, so but then how did that translate into, into sort of practice for you? So did the, so you liked land law, did you automatically like sitting in commercial real estate and applying land law in sort of practical, in a practical sense? Yeah. <laughs> it, is very, it is very different though. It is very different, you know, yeah. learning about the theory of law when you're a transactional lawyer, the two don't marry up straight away. You know, it, it's the litigation, something like property litigation, if you really, you know, purely looking at the black letter law, it, it, it makes more sense as a litigator where you're trying to find legal arguments. In transactional law, as a transactional lawyer, the law is like, I was a member of a partner saying when I was really junior, the law is your best friend and the more of it you know, the better you will be as a negotiator. And that's definitely true with the, you know, the benefit of experience now. I can say when I know I'm right legally, it makes it a lot easier to win an argument on a, <laughs> in a negotiation. Well, let's take a step back and talk a bit about an overview of what you do in your group and what a typical day looks like. Yeah, a typical day for me, generally. Um, I think usually I can come in at a fairly decent time, which is quite nice. Um, first thing I'll probably do, it depends, but usually keep, we sort of keep, I think encouraged to keep an ongoing list of the stuff we've got, the action points that are with us, the things we need to focus on. So updating that. I mean, taking today as an example, we I had a call with a new client team that I'm working with now who are all very friendly and really nice. And that was more of a sort of a getting to know me, which is quite nice. So they'd want to take the time to do that but also talking them through sort of the main terms of a lease that we're doing for them at their headquarters. So I think it's quite nice to to feel like you can sort of have a chat with your clients and to feel like they're quite normal people. They kind of feel like, I, I think they, I feel like they're the sort of my kind of people or I feel like I can identify with them quite a lot, which is really nice. Um, apart from that, we have quite a good supervisor system. So I'll then usually have a catch up with my supervisor. He'll give me quite good sort of quite proactive feedback about the stuff I'm doing. 
um, which can involve sort of niche, well, sort of the drafting points, but also generally pastorally how I'm getting on, which is really nice. So we usually carve out an hour or something or half an hour, depending on how how much baggage I've got to offload um, and have a, have a cup of tea or a coffee. Um, so I'll usually do things like that. And then often in the afternoon, I'll sort of try and put your head down and, and get, get involved with various drafting bits. Or, I mean, I've usually got such a varied workload. It could be it could be drafting lease terms. It could be progressing a sale. It could be uploading stuff to a data site, um, calling clients, calling agents, calling tenants, constantly calling people, getting called by people and talking to people. So I genuinely can say that no two days probably are the same. And then let's move on to Anna as our sort of between Cameras trainee and Anthony's partner. Anna, what would a sort of typical day for you look like? Um pretty similar to Cam really um insofar as the mix I think he's explained really well um the different um different tasks you have whether it's drafting something um or being on the phone to a client talking to your colleagues getting some advice on something but I suppose at my stage you're also starting to supervise people like Cam the more junior people that will come to you with questions so you'll have your own more complex matters that you're starting to progress um, and then you'll be having to sit down with someone like Cam and running through questions that they have on their matters. Anthony, what about you? So it is, it is more just of the same. So the, I, the work I lead on as a partner, it tends to obviously be more complicated. But also a lot of my day is spent supervising juniors and teaching them. Um, and one of the great things about our team is that there are lots of people in it who trained at the firm. So as you look throughout levels of qualification experience, there's always people... In, who qualified and were trained internally that are looking out for those people below them. Um, so it is a very collaborative way of teaching young lawyers because we all remember what it was like to, to be a trainee, to be an NQ, to be a junior. And it is scary. It's, it, it's fast-paced. There's a lot of variety, as we've already said. Um, and you do need to be well-supported in order to progress. And that's one of the you know, one of the benefits of being in a big team in a big firm is there's lots of people at different levels and we're all there to help each other out. And then let's have a bit of a talk about, as you've talked a bit about the tasks that you're undertaking, we haven't yet touched on who your clients are and what kind of sectors and markets you operate in as a team. And I suppose also which other teams within Forsters you work quite closely with. Yeah, so... It- in terms of the clients and the sectors, we, we do have a real variety of clients. So I always start by explaining to someone what commercial real estate is. And it's it's essentially anything that isn't a flat or a house. So typically, when I first started about 10 years ago, the main sectors were industrial estates, retail, i.e. shopping centres, and offices. But really, the thing that's changed most for me in the last 10 years is that there are so many other categories of what we see. So hotels, even blocks of flats themselves count as commercial property, purpose-built student accommodation, um, the sort of the, the wider leisure sector and, and those sort of out-of-town developments now have a real sort of different profile of what you see there. That the Commercial property is not just offices and and shops anymore which is really fascinating because we at Forsters whilst we have sector specific teams and people have real sector expertise one of the things I enjoyed most about training here and learning here is that 
I don't consider myself to specialise in any one sector. And that once you become a decent property lawyer, you can turn your hand to anything because you learn the fundamentals. And if someone comes to you with any transaction, you can say, yeah, I could do that. And if I need help, even as a partner, there's another partner who maybe knows more about these things than I do. And you can go and talk to them about it. Collective wisdom, hopefully. (laughs) But equally, you know, we are... You know, we pride ourselves on our collaboration internally as well. I mean, now I'll let these guys say what teams they work with on a daily basis. But for me, it's a lot of them. I think from the other end of the spectrum, I, I find it really good now. And I think one one of the sales that I'm working on is that um, it's brilliant for me because I'm now talking to the people who supervise me when I was in my seat in construction. I really like construction as well. But now it's it's so satisfying to me to, to, to sort of to remember what it was like to put out collateral warranties and, and the sort of bits that you'd feed in on a construction side into a sale. And now I'm talking to these people who are kind of essentially my sort of my friends, people that I miss working with a bit, I get to work with them again, and then we're all feeding in together. And then the, the, you're encouraged to sort of really think about the questions you have, especially before you you take advice in the specialist group. So we had planning queries I was dealing with on, on Friday, which really required me to have a proper think about how things worked try and answer the, answer the questions as well as I could. And then the, the team are very happy to, to have a call with me, get to know them better, and they'll, they'll talk me through it. So it's, it's really nice to how deeply involved you are with all the different teams. And it's just really nice how willing they are to help and how much you can learn, I think, from being able to experience all the different aspects of, as Anthony says, a massively varied field of law. How about you, Anna? Who do you tend to kind of work alongside... Um, I suppose, um, yeah, same as same as uh, the others. Internally, you're working a lot with the planning, construction, property litigation teams um, on any kind of uh, transaction. Um, those sorts of issues can come up and you can just, we have quite a good setup because we're all on one floor uh, in BSH, so you can just stroll across the room. Sometimes I go over to the property litigation section and I, I think they will duck as I go try and ask, <laughs> try, try and ask Will yes another question. Um, but uh, it, it's it's great and it's it's a really good um, it's really great for the client as well because something comes up that's not my immediate area because say it's planning or something to do with um, yeah something property litigation would help on um, and you immediately have an expert there that can input into the deal and just keep things moving moving quickly and it's nice as well because like Cam's saying these people are your colleagues that you've worked with that you've probably done a seat with at some point um and yeah it's it's a nice approach you feel like it's a team effort um should just say actually that all three of you trained at the firm and Cam's obviously still still going (laughs) (laughs) next senior partner (laughs) Um, and so what would you say are like the best and worst things about being a lawyer in your field? Should we start with the negatives? Yeah. We always want to end on a high What negatives? There are no (laughs) negatives. (laughs) I mean, we have to remember we are a high profile transactional team in one of London's like leading property law firms. So it is, it can be stressful and there are time pressures. But equally, you do your best work when you're busy and you're under pressure. Um, So those peaks never last for too long that you think, oh, God, what am I doing here? I made a bad choice career wise. Um, And we are we like to think we're quite a supportive environment and we can help people through those lower moments. But, you know, that is against what is otherwise a really great team to be working in. The work is varied 
it's fast moving, it's for brilliant clients in their sector. You know, we have a real variety of clients. We have developer clients who do massive redevelopment schemes, both in cities and out in the countryside. We have institutional fund clients who own vast portfolios of properties in different sectors all over the country. We act for occupiers. It's one of the, the things that we as a team have really grown over the last few years. We have some really high profile occupier clients in the tech um, and the media space like Netflix. Um, and, you know, you get to become an embedded in these clients' professional teams. You get to know what's important to them, the way they work. And these clients can, over a period of time, become your friends as well. And when you see them socially or when you speak to them, you can end up talking about life and normal things often more than you actually answer their questions about the work. Yeah. And that, I think, when I was a, a trainee looking at where I was going to qualify, I actually thought to myself, I don't love this as a subject matter area as a trainee. But I looked at my colleagues who were sort of five years qualified, 10 years qualified, and looked at the partners, and they all really liked what they did, and they enjoyed coming to work, and they enjoyed the relationships they built. And safe to say, 10 years on as a partner, it was definitely the best decision I made, because all of that is true, as cliched as it is. Ah, oh, your love letter to Forsters. <laughs> How about you, Cam? Um, I think it's probably the other side of the coin of one of the benefits that Anthony's touched on. I think the fact that it's such a hugely varied and interesting field of law means that I think at times, certainly if you're at my level, you can th you can just see this like mass of of stuff and you can think, God, I'm never going to be able to get my head around all this. I'll never. There's, there's so much stuff you're constantly learning and you constantly, I find that the minute that I feel as though I've sort of got a grip on things, something else will come up, come up and that will completely just throw all that into question. So I think whilst it is, I think it's a good, I think it's quite a good problem to have. It's quite a good downside because whilst it is all quite, can be quite daunting, you just think this is all the sort of stuff that I'd quite happily spend my career and a pretty big chunk of my life probably getting to grips with. And I think the alternative I think could be boring. And I think transactional lawyers get a rep for doing the same stuff again and again. And certainly even, in, even over the course of my training contract, I just know that's just not true. I think there's so much variety and there's so much stuff to know. I think whilst it can be daunting, I just know that throughout my career, I'll probably think I don't know anything and I'll constantly be learning new stuff. But that's that's fun. That's sort of, I think, one of the things that makes the job fun is learning like that. That's, I mean, going back to Anthony's point, that I think is what keeps you sort of, you know, keeps you satisfied and interested and wanting to come to work if you have a sort of thirst for learning, particularly, because you don't ever get to a stage where you think, I know everything. Yeah. Um, if we roll out all the classic cliches that I remember from interviews over the years, you know, first of all, you are always learning and you're always being challenged. You're never going to know everything. And second of all, looking at transactional work, we have the benefit of property being a tangible thing. So if banking and finance and corporate and M&A isn't for you, because you just can't get your head around numbers and business companies and if you look at property and it doesn't take long once you start being a property lawyer that you're walking around looking at things on the street and you go, oh, I wonder how that's documented. And you're driving on the motorway back through Swindon and you think, oh, I think I, I think I bought a property in Swindon last year. Maybe I can come off the motorway junction early and take my family around a tour of an industrial estate. <laughs> and like, I, I've done that. And 
it doesn't feel weird, as stupid as it sounds. It's like, it makes it more interesting. You could go on a site visit, you could walk around a property with a client and then go for lunch with them. Like that is, that is just as much part of the job as doing the actual legal work. And it makes it a lot more worthwhile and interesting. So I'm interested to know, Anna, maybe I'll come to you on this one. What do you think it takes? What sort of skills does it take to be a good lawyer? in your team um i think and i think it's sort of linked to the things that um we're saying we like about it it's a real mixture um i think you know you obviously need to at base level have um the intellectual curiosity and and capability to to work on you know to mark up these documents to deal with complex issues um but it's it's also the sort of people skills and the ability to explain something um often you're on the phone to a client and walking them through the latest things uh latest terms um points of disagreement on a document um and also explaining why something may be an issue um i think it's the ability and you hear this a lot but to be commercial to think about um what the client actually wants what you're trying to achieve practically um knowing when to and it's something you learn along the way with guidance from those supervising you knowing when a point's worth pushing for and when it's something you can sort of move along with just to get the deal done for the client um so it's um yeah it's a, it's a real mix and i think actually that's part of what makes it so enjoyable is that it, you need a range of different skills um and cam for you sort of coming into you know coming up to qualification how did you feel commercial real estate sort of play to your strength what do you think are the key skills that it's drawing on it's funny because I should preface by saying that I, unlike Anna, I didn't I didn't love landlord at university. I I, I liked it. I, I thought it was all right, but I never really. I don't think I seriously considered a career in commercial real estate or any real estate really. Probably even even at the time of applying for training contracts and stuff, it was such a slow burn, and it was just really interesting to me seeing how much stuff just seemed very. I felt like I was being myself in what I was doing. I think. I think, there's, I think it's important to be organised. I think it's important to keep a good tracker, to know where you are with stuff. It's important to be proactive. And these are things that I'm all, I'm sort of constantly learning. And I imagine I'll be constantly learning throughout my whole career, getting better at stuff like this. But it's, it's, it's being able to sort of keep people up to date and keep people, clients happy and other sides happy and just letting them know where you are, being pragmatic and being, I think being sociable is a really important thing. And I don't even consider myself massively social, I don't think, until I came to yeah. until I started doing this more. But I mean, it's things like I think this this year alone we've done what? We've done a triathlon with a, a big property agent company. We've done a done a 5K, we've done like a charity walk. There's always, always stuff. And you're sort of always meeting people like you, people who are normal, people who are interesting, people who are sort of pragmatic and like what they do. And so I think it's important to actually to like that and I, I thought oh I wouldn't like that I thought oh god a property would be boring or something like that but then you realize when you do it it's like what Anthony says it's when you when you start applying the law to what you're doing it, it all does tie in and just becomes really interesting so I definitely think it's helpful not only to be very willing to learn and wanting to learn more stuff but also being willing to engage with the industry as a whole because I mean I'm sure Anthony will tell you you are a member of the industry you're a member of a quite an exciting and quite fun industry full of quite fun and exciting people so a willingness to engage with that, not just with your work, I think is quite an important part of getting more out of what you do and probably hopefully enjoying your career more. I completely agree. <clears throat> I've always thought one of the, the perks of being a property lawyer is you can dip your toe in two waters. You're a, you're a lawyer. That's not a phrase, is it? You can dip your toe in two waters. Um, what would be the right? You can have the best of both worlds. 
you could you're in part of the property industry and you can you can talk about what's going on in the real world property wise but also you're a lawyer and if you want to chat geeky lawyer stuff with your colleagues and anyone else who's prepared to listen you can you can talk law um but you can do or you can do both and and you can really immerse yourself in the sector and as you go through your career it makes it a lot easier to market the team and win work if you have a real connection with what you're doing and what the clients are trying to achieve so we talk quite a lot about the team and i'm interested to know i haven't i ha- this is off the cuff uh, if you were to describe the commercial real estate group in three words what would they be friendly bunch of nerds <laughs> <laughs> friendly bunch brackets of (laughs) I was going to say I definitely agree on the friendly friendly supportive side of things I know that's not that's that's three words in one but and normal Cam said normal you know we we appreciate that you have a life outside of work as another classic Forster's cliche in CRE we think we're getting the balance right more often than not Normal, friendly, supportive. supportive. Normal, friendly, supportive. We, I like that. Yeah, you need fun. You need fun. fun. Sociable. Yeah, probably as a partner, I'm not allowed to say that we're fun. I have to let other people make that decision. We are fun. We are fun. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Any other pearls of wisdom that you want to share before we wrap it up? What What advice would you give to yourself if you were applying for training contracts now? I say don't rule anything out. I think I've said this before, but I, I was so sure. I came in, to, I don't know why they offered me the job, to be honest, because I came here saying, <laughs> oh, I'm not bothered about property law. I'm going to do, I'm going to do corporate. I'm going to do district resolution. And they're both great departments of the firm and they're both really good teams. But I think I ended up doing construction and then commercial real estate and then just didn't, <laughs> just didn't end up ever doing seats there because I didn't want to in the end. I, I thought if you told me, when I was doing the GDL or when I was doing the LPC or when I was applying for training contracts, oh yeah, you're going to really, you're going to be, you're going to end up qualifying into commercial real estate. You're going to want to spend your life doing, doing big, bigger industrial sites in Slough and taking your family around them. I would have said, I would have said you're joking, but I think it's, I think it's to have as much of an open mind as possible and to realize that there's so much you can get out of every seat. I think, I think it would be the advice I'd give to myself. I'd say really just don't rule anything out and just be willing to learn and be willing to get the most out of what you're doing because I think you will you may end up being surprised like I was. Thanks to all of my guests for joining me today. We hope you found our discussions a useful insight into what we get up to all day as well as touching on the firm's culture and values. If you'd like further information about the graduate recruitment process at Forsters, please do visit the careers section of our website, forsters.co.uk. You can also find links to other graduate recruitment focused podcast episodes on our website, or naturally, you can also find them loitering on all good podcast platforms. And of course, if you wanted to give us a nice five star review or a share, we would be delighted. For other news and views from the firm, you can also find us on all the usual social media channels, LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. And until next time, goodbye. The Forster's More Than Law podcast is for general information only and should not be considered professional advice. 
Forster's LLP accepts no liability or responsibility for any direct or consequential loss arising from the use of, reliance on, or reference to this podcast. Forster's LLP makes no warranty or representation as to the accuracy of the information contained in this podcast. The More Than Law podcast and any copyright in it is the property of Forster's LLP, and it shall not be used, reproduced, or quoted in whole or part without Forster's LLP's prior written consent. 